0: This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive.
1: All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's a chance to back out now.
0: That being said,
1: if, if not, enjoy, enjoy the show. show. Mike been around the white people too long. I'm like, really? lifestyle. I don't want anybody
0: ever to get confused that I'm faking the funk.
1: I don't even like using the word proper because I think this. To-
0: so I'm going to start out by saying this. My father did the best. Peace. Welcome back to the Black Man Misunderstood podcast. I'm your co-host Justice Payne Tyson, a.k.a. The Neighborhood Therapist.
1: He got your boy Michael Bennett, also known as Mike B. What up, y'all?
2: Bro!
0: Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back! What's going on, brother? How you been?
1: I'm good. How you How you doing this week, bro?
0: I'm living. I'm fabulous. Um, I should be done with my job Monday. Monday at four o'clock, to be exact. And that's
1: and that's working for the men nine to five, right?
0: Uh, technically. That's seven a.m. to six p.m. But sure, sure, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know how it goes. I know how it goes. But for real, bro, I think we need to. Um, I think we need to talk about why we, uh, why we doing this podcast.
2: Mm.
0: True indeed. True indeed. This was spawned out of frustration. This was spawned out of. A misunderstanding, personally, a personal experience that I went through. Specifically, college. Uh, we'll ha- we'll have a episode dedicated to that. I just wanted young black men, black men in general, out there to know that it's hard right to be misunderstood.
2: Yes, sir. We don't have yes, to sir. apologize
0: for it. You you understand? Uh, especially for me, I guess I'll speak for myself uh I'm I'm you know we we tough we rugged we 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 from where we from but to be dropped in a world where professionalism is something that's foreign to you you know everything everything is a suit tie hey how you doing howdy that type of deal that was that was a culture shock to me
1: I can I can understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. um I'm not going to say that 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 was a culture shock for me um, mm-hmm. As we both know, it more so wasn't. Um, but I do understand the culture shock for you because it you're not the first person to say that to me and not the first person that I've actually witnessed and seen it firsthand.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's amazing to me because I've grown up with uh, men in the house that's dressed up to the suits and ties. You know, you, you got the church folks they got the suit and tie and things like that, but of course, I never, of course, yeah, yeah. I but I never liked it, and it's not even really about the clothes thing. I, I guess I'm getting off on a tangent. If I'm being honest, it's more about the way that people view you, the way that they perceive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I'm, you know, I'm educated mentally. I know I come off. I know I speak a certain way. I know it's uh, it's very rugged. It's very raw. It's blunt. But if you put me in the room with the best of them, I might hurt their feelings. I'm being honest with you. And I'm, I'm, us- I'm usually humble, but since I'm on the podcast, you asked why we created this. This is why. Because I'm a black man misunderstood. I can walk in a room and I can have people look at me and go, oh, he's a waste of time. Based off of, can... based off of, you know what I'm saying? Based off of the way I'm dressed. I understand, bro. Uh, based off of the way I play the shadows, because I'm not very um extroverted at all. I'm not trying to smile on your face. When you ask me how I'm doing, I go, okay, hey, how you doing? I'm good. And I try to keep it moving. I don't want to have this full conversation about why your grass is not growing fast enough or why it's growing too high. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Um, but I, I'm striving I'm striving to become better at that while also not losing myself. But we're, a lot of people get me confused is if you really know me, I'm actually one of the most goofiest people. I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm a funny person. Like, even, you know, I mean, you know personally. You
1: are. Bro, you it's, are. <laughs> when,
0: we click, when we clicked up, everybody on the outside looks at our group and they go, oh, that's the quiet one. Usually that's right. And, yep. and they look at Mike and they go, Mike is the loud one. he's gonna be animated. He gonna be doing something. If you really <laughs> catch us, On a very, very comfortable day, y'all will be surprised. Mike is usually the quietest person in the group. (laughs) I can't make this up. Can't make this up. And Uh, and it's it's, it's usually a toss-up between me and our other brother, Wayne, between the two most animated people in the group. But you wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you wouldn't know that. You look at me and you go, "Oh, he corny. Oh, he don't. Oh, he don't do this." And this. it's misunderstanding. You got You got to get to know me. You got to sit down and break bread with me. But what also comes with that is I don't allow it. I'm not allowing you in that energy. And that's you know because I was raised in the environment I was raised in with a single mom. You know, and that's also uh, if I'm being honest, that's part of the Caribbean lifestyle. You know, I'm Guyanese and Trinidadian. We just you know mind our business. We don't want to be around all that hoopla,
1: right? I completely understand where you are coming from with this perception thing, bro. Um, I can honestly say it's the it's the opposite way of me, because everyone expects me to be in a certain shirt and tie all the time.
2: True. And
1: true. when when I'm dressed down, they're like, Michael, what are you doing? <laughs> I've gotten that. <laughs> Most people don't realize it, but I've gotten that. Like, yo, what what is this? What what are you doing, Mike? And I'm like, yo, I I ain't got no presentation. I'm uh-huh. not at work. I'm just hanging out. I'm chilling. (laughs) Like, let me relax.
2: So let me
0: ask you, how does it make you feel?
1: Bro, you you know me. I usually don't try to let people's outside reactions get to me, but no, it weighs on me because when I have conversations like this and I hear your side of the view and then I get the other side, Mm -hmm. the other flip of the coin, I understand where you're coming from. But I, I guess I don't just I don't harbor those feelings as as hard and deep down as other people like mm-hmm. not saying I don't feel them or I have feelings about it. And I you know me. I'm carefree. I'll go. I'll go with the flow chill. But I do think about it. It's, It's not like it's not a part of me. I think about it like. Do I really have to be in shirt and tie? Do people expect me to be a certain way at all times it, when I know I can be reckless and crazy at other times or quiet or just hide in the background? <laughs> and people don't expect that all the time. So it, it's it's the perception of who we present ourselves. And then when we want to do something different, ever so out of the blue moon, they always got to question us. That, I, I, I don't understand that. I don't that,
0: understand that at all. That question right there, what you just said, being questioned by people of different hues. Shout out to Nakia again. Is it that or is it being questioned by our own or is it both? What gets to you worse? So. Be honest, Mike.
1: Oh, t- t- no, t- t- I'm going to be honest.
0: Don't tiptoe. I'm not
1: tiptoeing. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen to this. So, yes. I understand white people do it all the time, right? But it hurts more when it comes from our own. Especially, especially, you know, I went to a predominantly white school. We'll but we'll get more into that story later. Are you talking about oh, college? college? Yeah, for college. Oh, okay. I ain't even talking about college. I'm just talking about college off the rip.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I come home, people are like, oh, Mike, you act a certain way. Like, I'm like, no. I've always acted this way. College didn't change me. <laughs> I've always been the same person through and through. And then when I go up there, it's like, oh, Mike is always doing this and that and opposite things. I'm like, yeah, I don't change for nobody. I'm Mike through and through. So you either take it or leave it. I like, I've this. always, I, I, we know I've always been a little bit, I don't even like using the word hopper because I think this <laughs> It's such a thing with that word and that connotation. Like, I'm not even gonna say opera. It's just I choose not to speak in a certain manner. That's that's just how I am. Like I can speak my slang and get hood real quick, but that if I were to do that all the time, most people would say no, that's not Mike. Which that's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. So when people try to say, Oh, Mike's an Oreo or Mike been around the white people too long. I'm like, really? Because I haven't really changed. I just went away for school and came back. I'm the same person I've always been. So it hurts more when it's coming from your own. From people on the outside who really don't know you just yet. Mm -hmm. I take it and go.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: I respect that. I want to piggyback off of what you just said. So, you didn't want to use the word proper, right? Correct. Where where does that word come from for you? Why is that ingrained in the black culture? Why do we why do we uh go to the Oreo conversation when you start speaking like this? Watch this, watch this. Hey, how you doing, young sir? <laughs> would you like something to eat today? Woo. Why, yes.
2: Woo. I would
0: like some asparagus with a medium rare steak and some macaroni and cheese. Bro, you know where
1: this all stands from. I don't even know why you
2: play the <laughs> game. <laughs> Bro,
1: I'm, just, it, it go, I'm trying to goes, see what a goes, misunderstanding is. It goes back to the yes, master. Can I get you some dinner, sir? Mm. Think about it. Think about it. The slaves in the house had to come a certain way, bro. You, yo, you, you got me going history on you, bro.
2: <laughs>
0: Relax. That's that's my bag. Relax, bro. <laughs> look,
1: look, look, I get riled up every now and then. You know this,
0: yeah, man. Woo. But I, I think but I think you stumbled upon something, uh, epic, man. Uh. This has been going on longer than we've been alive, man. Where they, they calling you a jigaboo, a coon, you know, porch monkey, uh sellout, uh Sambo, you name it. And it it, it dates back to the yes of master. So if I'm on the other side of the coin, I choose i as a as a kid, I've chosen not to speak with a high vernacular on purpose because I always want to be tied to what is going on in the streets. That doesn't mean i want to live there anymore that doesn't mean i'm not over it that doesn't mean i'm stuck in this lifestyle i don't want anybody ever to get confused that i'm faking the funk or i'm trying to be something that i'm not let's make the airways clear i am who i am if something gets out of pocket i'm gonna handle that you heard what i just said right i'm going to handle that what i really mean is i'm gonna handle that You see what I'm saying? It's, it's nothing for me to switch between the two worlds. I'd rather stay in my world. This is what I know. This is what I'm good at. There should be no misunderstanding. Why do I have to walk a certain way? Why do I have to speak a certain way to you to make you feel comfortable? This is me. This is who I am. There should be Great no point. misunderstanding. Great. This is why this podcast was created. Because I feel like a might be should be given a platform to speak his truth, man, because people don't really, they, they they think they understand Mike B, but they really do not. It's a huge misunderstanding. You'll walk in the room, and people will go, oh, how you doing, young man? Da-da-da, the conversation starts, bro. I've yeah. seen me and you are in the same room walking together. Everybody levitates towards Mike B. Mike B. How you doing? And you and I see you. I see the uncomfortability. Now, now, now I'm getting a little too deep, right?
2: Because <laughs> because
0: I know you, right? So yeah. so for the listeners, I'm not going off topic. I promise this is all making sense. Mike will walk in the room with me, and it will be a a slew of people in there, and everybody in there will levitate towards Mike, and for a second. For about two seconds, I'll watch his body. I'll watch his face. He immediately becomes uncomfortable. It's, t- it's only two seconds, y'all. I promise. It's only two seconds because Mike loves attention. Okay, don't let him tell you different. It's only <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> but for those two seconds, I see his true him. Because I know my brother. I've been around him for years. And he, it's just one of those things where he's like, <sighs> let me turn this on real quick. Whereas if they walk up to me with that, I welcome all smoke 24, seven hours of the day because I'm going to give it to you. As soon as you be like, oh, just, hey, how you doing? What's up? What's good? Word. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who. <laughs> you understand? But see, when people get that from me and then they see Mike talk to me like that, they go, well, Michael, why are you speaking to him like that? You're educated. He's not and they won't even understand that there's a big misunderstanding and that right there mike told y'all in the first or second episode i didn't forget he didn't told y'all bro you got a whole master's degree i don't move nope. like it cuz i don't know what that's supposed to i don't know what that's Word. supposed to
1: mean look and i'm supposed to be the educated one and i don't have a master's <laughs> let's be it, for real it means
0: nothing it's a piece of paper
1: <laughs> yeah man constantly learn on our own
0: yeah <laughs> so I guess we can bring this full circle. Would you agree that it starts with the home environment? The way you're taught how to speak?
1: Bro, it definitely starts at home. Um, Let's be for real. Our first first real role model that we all assume is our, our best role model starts with the first man that we've seen or hopefully heard about in our lives. So that would be our father,
2: mm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: So I think it's about time we start talking about that—the absentee father.
0: Ooh, you—you yeah. you, you talking about my specialty? Uh, fatherlessness, fatherlessness, y'all. Wow.
2: Yes. Yeah. Speak
1: on it. Speak on it. So, just to get this conversation started, I'm—I'm I'm gonna come up with a quick statistic,
2: mm. and
1: I'm gonna let you know a lot of these statistics are from 2010. So the first that we're gonna talk about tonight is basically it says, This is in America, y'all. Twenty million children live in a home without a presence of a father. And but here's also the other caveat. There's a million more that have dads who are physically present but emotionally absent. Mm. Mm. So so this fatherlessness is not just when the father is not in the home it's also when he's there, so let's dive into that so bro, yeah, I guess we get I, I guess we gotta give him a little bit more background about our our our, our stories now because mm. most people wouldn't realize that me and just are on on one side of this coin that we just explained with these two statistics mm. I guess I'll start my father was the father who was physically there but emotionally wasn't oh, um, oh most people would. Probably remember if they ever been to my house. Who died? They hear a deep voice. <laughs> Come to the door. Uh, is is Michael there? No, Michael's not here. He's at church. Uh, I'll tell him. Tell him you, you came by. And that is it. Most yep. people. That's the story of how people know my father. Yep. That is it.
2: Yep, yep.
1: That is it. And those. And this is all my grammar school buddies. I can tell you now, probably maybe one, one person that I met in high school know what my father looks like. Anybody in college? Think not. Mm-hmm. Think not. It's only a handful of people in my life who can tell you what my father looked like, <laughs> which is crazy. That's a father who's there, but absent. Yeah. But before I go go too far in, just go ahead tell him, bro.
0: So. I'm almost 100% that both our fathers are watching this. So I'm going to do a disclaimer. Mike, I'm not sure how you feel. As far as I'm concerned, uh, me and my father had our conversation already. We spoke about it. So he understands what this is. So I'm going to start out by saying this. My father did the best that he could with the information that he had uh, growing up. I don't want to tell too much of his story, but just understand that he wasn't there for my birth because he made some life choices and he had to answer to those life choices that caused me to be born without a father there that has a direct effect on a child. Uh, He presented himself into my life when I was one or two. This is what they tell me. I don't remember. According to different parties, I was around him. All the time from the ages of two to about, I don't know, six. This is according to people. I don't remember this. I vaguely remember, I vaguely remember, <laughs> I vaguely remember uh, six, seven. He would take us to the parliament in Harlem. That's where they are, the, the nation of the gods and the earth. They get together and they have parliaments. Then things get muddy. I start to develop a sense of who I want to become in life. Uh, Where at this point, I'm bouncing back and forth. My mom is moving me from Virginia to the Bronx, uh, Hackensack. Can't forget about about Hackensack. Yeah. (laughs) And then back to the Bronx and then eventually back home to where I was born, Patterson. I don't remember many conversations of my father between those spans. Okay, So Mm -hmm. finally, when I remember my father reintroducing himself. We would go, Friday nights would be pizza night. I would go with him and then growing to feel distant because me and my father didn't really have uh, conversations. It was just more of a, he's picking me up. We spent time together playing the game. And then, you know, he was about business. He had to go handle things. Uh, So eventually what transpired was I'm getting older and older and older and I'm not asking questions. I'm not speaking as much,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and my mom is a single mom. She's in her relationships again. I don't want to speak on you know that's her lifestyle. Um, she she wasn't living the best, you know her environment wasn't the best, and I was living in that environment where I was worried about her. So ultimately, I was like, I you know what I don't want to be around this no more. I want to be around my mom. Make sure she's good. Make sure she's safe. Make sure she's alive. Key word, word. It, it got to a point where. Me and my father started beefing. I, you I mean, you need two people to beef. So I, I would say it got to a point where I didn't want nothing to do with my father. Honestly. Uh, I was going through something. And I didn't think he understood. I didn't think he cared. We spoke about this. And it went to a time where I just stopped speaking to him, man. I told him this. Um, and I became somebody that was listening to OGs on the block, mm. the, same, the same people that kind of probably looked up to him, which is the funny part, <laughs> All right? Um, my uncles, my cousins, you know, your neighborhood gangbangers, your neighborhood pimps, even some of the the, the people that were hooked on drugs, those became my <laughs> people that I looked up to, because let's keep it real, some of the dudes from the, you know, that was on drugs, with some of the most intellectual people that we knew. Right? And some people be sleeping on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's a a different conversation. But it got to a point, bro, you seen it, where I became so jaded towards men, period, because of my relationship with my father. So anytime I was out in public, my fatherless was getting to me so bad, I wanted to fight any dude that came crazy. And it could just be a... Yo, what you looking at? Say less. Meet me in the street. Let's fight. Anger, bro. It was anger I didn't understand because my father wasn't there. You know, he packed up. He had a a, a new family, which is, you know, my family. But I wasn't looking at it like that at the time. He had, different, yeah. he, had a, he had a son, my little bro. Um, and he did what was best for his family. He can't help it that his son was a knucklehead.
2: <laughs> you understand
0: There's no other way to put that but if we're looking at fatherlessness yes i'm on that first side of the coin where i was in a home my father was absent doesn't mean he didn't care because that's one that's one thing we do got to look at because there are a lot of fathers out there that just don't care they don't send money that type of deal
1: which i didn't uh, to be told I can on I I can honestly say my father cares or not and I lived with a man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, yeah.
1: so I definitely get the sentiment like at least at least you know your father cared about you. I honestly cannot say 100% sure either way of the coin.
0: So, do our counterparts deal with this, bro? The different the different hues other than black, do they do they? on what level?
1: So, this is the last statistics I'll be saying. So, as of 2010, there, this is the exact number 24.7 million, which is about 30, 33% of the country, mm-hmm. live in absence of their biological father, right? So, now, once you break the numbers down further, of that number, 57.6% is black children off the rip. Wow. Then the other 30. of that is Hispanic. And then white is 20.7%. Now, remember, this study is done in in
2: 2010. Uh, Yeah.
1: And they have also a diagram that shows from the 1960s to 2010 to see the levels of where it was and how things started changing. So, in 1960, the percentage of white kids living with their uh living without their father was 6.1% in 1960. For blacks it was ni- 19.9. Hispanics wasn't they didn't count Hispanics at that time. Then 10 years later in 1970, whites were at 7.8. Mm. At this point, black was blacks were at 29.5%. Now, this is 1960 and 1970. So, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened within those years that we can talk about Oh, to you explain know. those numbers.
0: Yeah, 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 you know, you know. Right? Yes, absolutely. Then we get
1: to the 1980s. 13.5% for white. 196 for Hispanics. This is where they started recording them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then black were at 43.9%. So, bro, within each decade till the 1980s, It's jumped by 10% damn near.
0: And and I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Bro, I understand. (laughs) I understand. But we got to
1: I'll give you one more number. I'll give you the 1990s and then I'll stop. Okay. Whites is at 16.2. Hispanics went to 27.1. And then blacks were at 50.2. That's 1990. That's 1990, bro.
0: So, for those of you listening, if you're asking yourself, well, what happened? Why is it such a, a disproportion? Is that the right word, bro? Is, it, is that educated enough?
1: You, you said, Bro, bro, you said it just fine. You good, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're asking yourself why it's such a gap, you gotta look at history and ask yourself every 10 years, there was something new introduced Against the black man, we're not gonna have a conversation today.
1: I'm, I'm gonna go just ahead. say this though, bro. I'm gonna just list it real quick, real quick. 1960s, what happened? Civil rights movement.
2: Mm.
1: 1970s, mm. what really happened? The war on drugs. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Do, do I have to go? Do I have to go forward, further, bro?
0: No, no, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. Let them. Let, they they got Google for that. <laughs> I think they got Google XG. <laughs> Yahoo, they got all that stuff.
1: Yeah, eighties, <laughs> eighties, and the nineties. We already know what was coming down the pipeline. You know what was coming down the pipeline. If you know your history, you already know what caused those numbers to go up.
0: Listen, we don't have to. We good, bro. They, they, they hey, Netflix, the thirteenth. Okay, you're welcome. Oh! You, yes. you're welcome. Yes. Next. Go Next. Watch that hey, 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 hey. That's yes. that's enough. Yes. We good. <laughs> Listen. So there is another side that we are neglecting. Okay. We I apologize because we know these people personally. We have to speak about the people that lost their fathers to death. Yes. You understand? That's fatherlessness as well. If you oh, yeah, lost your right. father, I'm I'ma go out on a ledge because I, I deal with this on a clinician level. I'ma say twenty five years and younger, you're dealing with trauma. If it, if it's if it's past 25, I feel like it's just one of those things where you have to learn how to grieve properly because it All becomes right, a that life that thing. That but everybody's different. It. I don't want to I don't want to put everybody in a box. But 25 years old and younger, I think it becomes a trauma deal. Regardless if your father was killed or he passed away suddenly, we, bro, we know people personally, you understand? You have to be sensitive to them. Because I can only imagine what it is that they dealing with day by day. I mean, our brother is not here. You see what I'm saying? His son. Me and you. Our nephew. We gotta deal with that. Who who, Who are his real models? Forget role models. Who are his real models? He looking up and he's like, where's daddy at? We gotta explain that. We gotta... Make sure he's not going down the wrong path. What we feel is the wrong path, anyway. We gotta honor our brother's name and his legacy, and teach his son, "Hey, you know, we feel like this is what your father would want us to teach you." That hurts, man. We don't speak yeah, about yeah. that enough. That's fatherlessness, man. My nephew, young boy, gotta go through that. That's not fair, fam. I don't. I and I, and you gave us the statistics and. I'm enraged, bro, for my young black kings, man. I'm not appreciative of this at all. So what what happens, man? What happens next? What do we do?
1: It goes it back goes to back- the conversation <laughs> that we had in the first two episodes, bro.
0: Talk to me. Now,
1: a lot of this is, this, let me say this properly, social injustice that's been on our been on our people from the beginning, man. From slavery all the way till now. And... Ooh. Be careful. It's like, we think things are getting better. And then more times than not, we see things have not changed.
0: Mm. Be it's careful just, it now, just, Mike.
1: It just, it just takes a different tone, a different name. A, a new... <laughs> it's basically, can't teach an old dog new tricks. You feel me? You feel me? New face, same <laughs> devil. It's like they just they just found different ways. All right, we're going to do it this way that we can hold them down. All right? Because remember what I said in the first episode. The key to black families, like, making it in this world is family. The family dynamic. And then our family's dynamic's been attacked since slavery and has not stopped since. That's the truth.
2: Facts.
1: Stepping on coins, but that's the truth. Until the government. Okay. Until the government could admit their flaws. Mm. And say what they did was wrong. And mm-hmm. stop saying, oh, I understand. We're here to help. No. We got to have a real conversation. We don't need this buttering up no more. It's time for the real conversation. Sit down and have a face to face, a man to man, a heart to heart, for you to truly understand and that you can admit your wrongdoings. Because I don't think people really understand that that is the key, the key to moving forward. First, admitting what they did was wrong. Huh? Let's let's think about. Our, uh, don't like bringing up bad history. I don't. I don't. I really don't. But the Holocaust. They got their apology. Did they or did they not? Fact. I have yet to seen black people get an apology. Because, let's be frank, it ain't just America that did it. America is the most prevalent because it's a part of its history, but let's be for real and, then, and be knowledgeable. America wasn't the only country, people. That's why I say the governments have to admit their wrongdoing for us to move forward. And that's my opinion on stuff. We have to, They have to admit, admit to it that we can start to move forward. Because if they don't re- admit what they did was wrong, and when I mean they, because it, it wasn't technically some of these people. It was their ancestors. Just like we live up to what our ancestors did. And we always big up our ancestors, Jamaican word for you all, because I am Jamaican. They have to acknowledge their ancestors' wrongdoing, and until they do that, we can't move forward. You mm. can't move forward.
0: I I agree I, I agree to an extent where you're coming from. The only part I disagree with is the government. It's up to them regardless if they want to issue an apology. At this point, I'm going right back to my my conversation what I said. I don't care. Us as a community, as a black community, when we get tired of their shit and we stand up and we walk off and we go do our own thing, I guarantee you they'll change their tune. That's my opinion. Because I'm sick of Black men being absent in these homes. And the only thing that we have to rebuttal that is, well, yo, shorty shouldn't be tripping. Well, these chicks just be trapping dudes. Oh, well, uh, she just look good for the moment. I ain't want to live a life with her. We not holding each other accountable. It don't got... Now, listen, I'm with you. The government had a hand in it. Willie Lynch. Okay, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna go too deep. This was his plan. You understand, and it worked. It's still working to this day. But we are in 2020. We have a plethora of knowledge. It's no reason us as black men, black women, are not coming together. And if you don't identify with those two, you can still have the opportunity as long as you're black. That's my whole thing, because I don't want to be disrespectful to the LGBT community. You're black. Mm. You understand? You're black. Stand up. Come together as a community. Let's get our fathers back in the community. Because that also leads to the second episode. If we don't have our fathers protecting our black women, yeah, they at a disadvantage. Yep. It all comes to fatherlessness, man.
1: Definitely that's not
0: matter. That's That's, you know,
1: Nah bro. I no no I understand your points. No no your points are valid. Like to be honest, I don't I I don't expect an apology from government. Let, let's be frank. I don't expect it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I feel as though that's one of the many things that we need done. You get me? hmm And and the other part of it, you going back to us protecting our black queens, mm-hmm. it it is a big point of it too. What you said about us going, on, oh, she's only good for for this period. Yeah, that's that is very true. And until we start to realize that is also part of the problem, a lot of ch- like a lot of changes is gonna take time. Yeah. It, it's gonna be hard. No one that ever said change is easy.
0: True. <laughs> so what's what's your final words for? our up-and-coming young black kings dealing with fatherlessness, our people of our generation dealing with fatherlessness, what 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 final words you got for them?
1: I would say, even though it's going to so- it sound a little crazy, live your life, right? hmm One, live your life. No one can tell you how to live your own life. That's for you to live. But at the same time, if you're looking for a role model, talk to your mom,
2: right? right? Mm. Uh,
1: because your mom may have an idea of what role models she wants for you.
2: Mm.
1: Um, as you get older, you start to see and determine who your role models are for yourself. And that can be whether it's with a mentoring group, uh, just neighborhood, uh, men in the neighborhood, uh, even men from your own church. That's it if you go to church. Cause not everybody do. And I understand. But yeah. Those 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 would be my two pieces of advice. You live your life, seek advice from the people you think that knows what's best, or have a decent life. Cause living a living a great, good, awesome, amazing life, that's only what other people put on on it is like you make what your life is, and that's why I say live your life, because you will determine what's great for you, what's awesome, what's amazing, what's perfect for your life.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: I respect that. Respect that. And with closing, I would say to our beautiful, beautiful people that have lost their fathers: be blessed, take care of yourself, remember yep. what your fathers taught you remember what they wanted from you and don't waver from that be great I'm talking directly to the people that I know the people that I love I'm talking directly to the people I don't know but I would like to get to know in the future be great and if you do have your father and you're not on the best levels right now this goes to me and Mike and the rest of the world if you can reach out Worst thing they can do is ignore you or tell you to go F off. But at least you can say, hey, I did everything possible to rekindle this relationship. And it's okay if they don't want to rekindle that relationship. With that, it's been a blessing, y'all. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Peace out, world. Love is love.
1: She said that. Why? What you mean? Why you? You my boy, my homie from another mother. That means nothing. I I need to I need to hear why she. Like, put, please put my myself- Steph, Steph, I'm about to put you on speaker because you want to hear why you said that we need to go to Texas when you after you met him. Go ahead. He can hear you. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead. Yo. Mike cannot stop talking. Could not
3: stop talking about you, and I hate not knowing the person to the name and obviously when we met um you're di- obviously different you were definitely different from Wayne Wayne is, is different <laughs> and same with JP he's, <laughs> JP is very different I you can't get a word out of him we first meet him Wayne he's an extremist sometimes and you are more of the you know level-headed, not saying that the other guys aren't level-headed, but you're more into conversation, so I thought.
0: That's crazy. I ended up
3: hearing that you're not a conversational, really. You're more of an introvert, which is shocking to me. Anyways, um, I ended up learning that later. But, no, it was very... um, I don't know. I I guess I got to know Mike a little Mm -hmm. bit better by meeting you because of the different side. And also that you guys are very similar and I don't know how do how do I explain it? Um, I guess because Wayne is just like so extra, <laughs> I didn't understand how that worked how that friendship worked and then JP is so mellow, and I didn't understand that either. but then you're i I, I see the similarities between um. You and Mike. And you know, obviously Mike loves you, so Bro you're the only person I didn't get really get to spend time with. So it was nice when you came up that I got to see uh the person the face. And then, you know, you being in Texas after being in Patterson, that's such a big change. So
1: yeah. Bro, bro. Like Is she isn't she hitting all the all the points that we talked about earlier?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, Steph, Steph's a beast, man.
1: <laughs> Shoot, see, th- bro, that's how I know she the woman. she's the one, man. She's she be sitting here analyzing everything and just spitting it out. I mean, she's only known me for like three, well, hey. three and a half years. <laughs> hey,
0: bro, you better get them dates right. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steph, I appreciate you, sis. I love you. I can't wait till you come down to the
1: H.
3: Yeah, for real, I gotta meet Daff. I mean, I hear so much about her. Wait. So I, I have. To yes,
1: her they so haven't. Much. They haven't officially met. You're right. Yo, you serious? I'm saying,
3: I keep on getting the name. I keep on getting all about you guys, but it's oh.
2: very times
3: that I get to put the face, the name, and Daff is for sure. She's big on me, so I gotta, I gotta meet her.
0: Yo,
1: I I thought y'all met already. Bro, 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 oh. I'm telling you. When Steph and Daff meet, they gonna click like that. Watch. Yo.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> nah, we got yo, we gotta do better, man. ASAP. Once
3: this thing this corona thing calms down, you know, we gotta definitely make plans. And I heard aren't you like
0: Moving soon? The, the the early bird gets the worm, sis. True, that's <laughs> true, that's true. I hope everything works out with. I appreciate it, sis. I appreciate it. <laughs> Alright, let me let me uh slip on up out of here so y'all can do y'all love bird session. I love the both of y'all. <laughs> Love is love. Keep it peachy. I and remember, agree. you know, um, it's okay to have arguments about who didn't wash the dishes. I'd rather that than some other bullshit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. Yo, you ain't never lie though. But bro, hmm. once I'm done with these these logos, man, this dream about to be fire. Yeah, do me a favor. When you finish,
0: let Steph see him first. Get her approval, and then send them to me.
3: Ah. Right. Oh, you heard that? I got an opinion.
1: I always <laughs> had an opinion. What are you talking about? <laughs>